I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the incorruptible, indestructible word of God. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My hands are able. And I better not go to sleep. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we just thank you for your word. And thank you, God, for the plan that you have for Word of Truth Family Church and for every member here. We thank you, God, that your word declares that it's a good plan, a plan to prosper us and a plan to give us an expected end, a plan of hope and a plan of peace. We thank you for your goodness, and I pray, Lord, that as this goes into our hearts, that we'll reap a reward that is eternal. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Amen. So today I'm talking about musketeer magic, musketeer magic, right? And I was thinking about what, what could I really say to us and to myself about what would God have us to say? And as I was thinking about this, the three musketeers came to mind. So that's why we have musketeer magic. And you know, if you used to watch the three musketeers, they had a motto. And the motto was, all for one and? All for one and one for all. Absolutely. Turn to Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 for me. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9. Tell me when you are there. Pastor Job's on Bible's Ecclesiastes. Y'all know that song? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings. Anyway. All right. So, are you there? Good. Uh, Ecclesiastes four, verse nine. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. Not if two are in heat, they lie together. <laughs> if two lie together, they have heat. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, Two shall withstand him, and a three-four cord is not easily broken. The Living Bible says it this way. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can e keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. You know, we know this and we hear this all the time. But I want to remind you that the lion does not go after the crowd of gazelles. He goes after the one that is failing and trailing behind. The weak one, the one that did not pay attention when everybody was moving from the brook and he decided he wanted to still stay cute and not be part of the crowd because he wanted to stand out and not fit in. Then the, the lion goes after that one because he no longer is part of the whole. He's easy prey. 
And that's the danger of being alone. That's the danger of hanging by yourself in times of trouble. That's the danger of disconnecting from your local church. The danger from disconnecting from your group, disconnecting from your air ministry, because you no longer have a three-braided cord. You are now alone. And when the enemy comes to attack you with thoughts and pressure and stress, then you look around and you can't find your tribe because you disconnected. God is saying to me that we need to be like the musketeers. It has to be all for one and one for all. You know, this whole sense of community, this whole sense of being a tribe, this whole sense of being together is found all throughout nature. And I believe that God gives us signs and wonders so we can learn from him. That he has DNA coded certain things in the earth because we are already coded like that. But because we have a will, sometimes we forget what we're called to. We forget what we are supposed to be like. We forget who we are. So he keeps nature going as nature is supposed to go to remind us sometimes. You know, this concept of community, this concept of all for one, one for all, is, can, can be seen in geese. You know, when you see birds fly or you see geese fly, they fly in a V formation. Right? Well, they fly in a V formation not because it's a style. They're not into chevron. You know, it's, it's a purpose. What they're doing is the first geese, the goose that is out in the front, when he's flapping his wings, he has the most work. And the rest of them go in that formation to create an uplift. And when that first person gets tired, he goes to the back of the line because it's easier there to just, you can just coast in that. And another person instinctively goes in place. They refresh one another. They aid one another. When one is ill, two of the other geese go down with that goose and says, no, let's protect them until you get better. We'll go back into formation. They don't leave each other hanging. And because of that, the miles and miles and miles and miles of journeys that they have to make, they can do it because they're doing it together. We see this again in the honeybees. When bees are making honey, it takes so many bees to just make so little honey. But in the summers, it gets so hot. And when it's so hot, there's only one way that they can get this, this thing cooled down. You have to have bees who are willing to flap their wings and flap their wings. And they flap their wings because if they don't do that, the hive will get too hot and it could kill the queen. If it kills the queen, it kills the colony. So they say, no, let me beat my wings, beat my wings, beat my wings. And when we are exhausted, another set of worker bees come in and they beat their wings and they beat their wings and they rotate beating their wings to keep the temperature cool, to keep the colony alive, to keep the bee refreshed because they know their lives depend on community. Their lives depend on all for one and one for all. They know they cannot disconnect because if they come out of formation, it is detrimental to the tribe. And I dare say to you that this is what God is saying to us today. Turn to Nehemiah 4. Turn to Nehemiah 4. You know, I love these United States of America. We call it America, but it's the United States. Because the history shows that everyone used to try to be by themselves. But alone, they were never as powerful as when they became united. We would not be the most powerful nation if we were just a state. 
It takes all 52 states united to make the nation. And, you know, we went to the Cowboys game last week. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. But, you know, we went to the Cowboys game. And when you go into the stadium, let's just say our family are Cowboys fans. All right? Heaven is the chief fan of them all. She's a chief fan of every team. But the Cowboys... The Cowboys, I mean, she wanted to wear the helmet to the game, right? This is what I'm saying. She's in full gear, and she is unashamed. And when we are going to a game, we have to leave two hours early because of the traffic. We have to pay hundreds of dollars for the tickets because we don't want to be in a nosebleed. Then we go pay $70 and $150 and $89 or whatever else for the jersey. Then we have to take that long walk. Then we have to go through that security, which is horrific. After we go through the security, then you have to go and find your location. And when you find your location, then you have to act like a fan. Because we have on the gear. And so you act like a fan by downloading the Cowboys app. And when it's time, the Jumbotron tells you, this is how a fan behaves. When it's defense, it has these big things, make some noise. And that's your cue, if you're in the blue, make noise. And if you're not participating as a group, the decibel level is very low. And they are measuring the level of participation because you can see the decibels going higher and higher. And if it's not high enough, then you have players come on and say, no, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Make some noise. And it's not until it reaches 100 something decibels that they stop telling you to make noise because they're saying your one voice is important, but your one voice together is even more important. And they only ask us to make this noise on the third when it comes, when those players are right in that, that, that juxtaposition, they're in that position where they could lose a down or not. And they're saying, but we need you like the goose to give us an uplift. Your cheering, your participation, your involvement, your sacrifice to make it here is going to give us that oomph that we need. The Cowboys didn't pay me to buy a ticket. They did not tell me, thank you for my volunteer service. They did not say, hey, you are so awesome because you have on the blue shirt. Thanks for making me rich. They gave me no acknowledgement. But we made the sacrifice as a family. And we did not look for the applause. We were applauding. We did not look for a different position. We were cool being a fan. We were not on the field. We were great going, yay, yay, yay. And when the Redskins fans were fighting us, oh, we were fighting them back. Well, not me because, you know, I, I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> but heaven was up there and I saw her arguing people that she does not know. And they were turning around. She was like, what, what, what? This is our house. This is our house. And I'm like, child, sit down. But there's this concept of one for all and all for one in America. You all call it, this is our house. And to get beaten in our house is worse than being beaten in somebody else's court, right? You're like, no, you didn't come up in our house. No, you didn't come up in our house. What, what? You know, you do all this stuff because this is our house. It's like you go visit your friend and they go, can I have some water? Well, in my house you do this. In your house you do that. No, you can't have no water. 
This whole concept of this is our space is huge. This is our group. This is our tribe. And this is no different than it was in the time of Nehemiah. Let me give you some background before we go to Nehemiah 4. Nehemiah 3. Nehemiah 3 talks about, you know, God gives Nehemiah the call and says, hey, go build the walls. Go repair the walls. Now, Jerusalem was a city, and the way that they protected the city was they would have a wall around the entire perimeter of the city, right? And what you would have is different gates. Now, there were 10 different gates in Jerusalem. Each gate had a specific purpose. You had like the sheep gate, and all the little sheep would come in, and they would get slaughtered, and you know, that's the gate, that's a sheep gate. Then you'd have the water gate, you know, then you'd have the fish gate. So when you caught your fish, all the fish came through, the fishermen came through that gate. Then you had the dung gate. I don't know who'd want to work on that gate. You know what that gate is? Yeah, like when shift happens, the dung gate. So, you know, well, when things are shifting in your life, the dung gate. And so here it is, Nehemiah says, hey, we have to rebuild and repair the wall. We need people on every gate. And the community begins to get together. And what was a beautiful thing that Nehemiah 3 tells us is that they were perfume makers and they were merchants building the gate. They didn't have any construction experience. They weren't an expert in building. They were perfume makers. They were merchants. They traded. They walked through the gates and made money. But here it is, when a clarion call from God came, it wasn't about their experience. It was about their heart towards obeying God. It wasn't about did they have the talent. It was did you have the ability and could you be teachable enough and put brick to mortar and protect the gate. And so they all went. And the Bible declares that they all went. Nehemiah 4, Nehemiah 4. It says here that um, in verse, you want to go to verse 6. So I want you to liken uh, Jerusalem onto Word of Truth Family Church. Word of Truth the Family Church is our Jerusalem. It's the spiritual home of all the members here. Jerusalem is the spiritual home of the Jews, right? And the priests, the pastoral staff, we have the responsibility, as we learned last week, to lead and to feed, to protect you, to cover you, to create environments in which you can grow. Because our mission is to know Christ and make him known. And how we do that for you, how we carry out our responsibility, is to give environments for you to grow. So we provide things like true group, to give you a place that when you're struggling, there's an uplift. There's a group that comes behind you and says, hey, find a place for, your, for you to be in. Find people that can celebrate with you. Find people who can pray with you. Find people who can stand with you in those valley times. That's what True Groups is about. And then we give you opportunities such as men's ministry and women's ministry that you can be built up as an individual, whether you're male or female. And then we provide things for your children. We have True Kids and we have the teen ministry that says, hey, we don't want your generation to be lost. We want to make sure that your children are righteous seed that continue to duplicate righteous seed for generations to come. This is what we do as pastoral staff. This is what we do as a priest who went into Jerusalem. We lead you and we feed you and we guide you. But I say to you, what are you doing for Jerusalem? 
What are you doing for Jerusalem? Are you just eating at the table but never bringing a meal? Are you just taking but never giving? Are you just happy receiving but never sacrificing? Are you the fan that just watches it on TV but will never make the sacrifice to go beyond? We create a community for you. Now, are you in Nehemiah 4? Very good. I'm going to go to verse 10 first. And this is when Nehemiah was on the wall and he had some little enemies watching him. Just like how you have friends on your job watching you. And just like you have people criticizing you. Can't worry about them. But this is the point. And Judah said, the strength of the bearers of burdens is decaying. And there's much rubbish, so we are not able to build the wall. In the Amplified, it says, And the leaders of Judah said, The strength of the burden bearers is weakening, and there's much rubbish. We are not able to work on the wall. Now, what do I mean? This here is the burden. Okay? What is the burden? The burden of God for Word of Truth Family Church is the call of God. It's not a bad burden. But it's our responsibility. It's what we're called to. We're called to know Christ and make him known. We're called to transform the city of Arlington. We are called to transform lives. Not just your lives, but lives of the people that you touch. So this is our weight. This is our mandate. This is our call. Now, if pastor does this by himself, if the pastoral staff, If the 10% of us who serve, this is us. This is how strong we are. This is the weight of what we have to do. This is the pressure of everything else. We, the call, is bigger than the participation we have currently. And the weight under, we we cannot sustain the weight at the current level that we're on. It's too big. It's too wide. And the Bible says here in Nehemiah 4 verse 10, the burden bearers are weakening. Your department volunteers, the the, the people that you like to drop your children off to and you see 15 children and one person and you never think, should I just serve today? You're just happy. Oh, I've been with them all week. They are yours. You're supposed to be with them all week. What What are you saying? They belong to you. So, Judah said that. Wherever we are, what I find is funny, is we are employed. We go to school. We go do all these things. We give 40, 50, some cases 70 hours a week to a mission. Because your job, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, Whatever it is, your family, everyone has a mission. They have a burden. They have a weight that they're carrying. And we go and we clock in and we give that 40 hours. We give that 50 hours, grudgingly or not. We give it. But when we come to church, we think, oh, I'm done giving. You know what? I've already given my 40 hours to Pharaoh. I've already given my 70 hours to my family. I've already given my 5 million hours to my students. But I dare to declare to you that the call of God is way more important than the call of men. That the burden of God for Water Truth Family Church bears upholding. 
that the assignment that we have, how dare us give to men more than we would give to God. And I'm not saying that you're going to be able to give equal hours, but I'm saying there's some of us that give no hours. There's some of us that have been here for years and have never been to a men's ministry, never been to a women's ministry. Shame on us. There's some of us have sat in here month after month, year after year, and never served in an area, never volunteered, walked past the trash on the floor and just think, somebody else would get it. See the door closing, see somebody walking in with two children in their arms and go, oh, she'll figure it out by herself. What? No. We have to be one for all and all for one. We have to notice when the burden bearers are weakening. And the only way they can weaken is whenever there is not corporate unity. All right, I'm closing, I'm closing, I'm closing for you. Here we go, Nehemiah 4, verse 6. It says this, So we built the wall, and all of it was joined together to half its height. For the people had a heart and a mind to work. A heart and a mind to work. What you need is a heart and a mind to work. This is our house. We should care for our house more than anybody else. You know, in our family, we don't do, um, this is not for your family. This is just my family. We don't do, what do they call it? What do they call it? When you pay for chores, what do they call it? Allowance? Yeah, we don't do that. Okay. We have a budgeted item line, says heaven. A budgeted item line, says Landon. And whatever things concern them are in that budgeted item line. But when they clean their room or wash their clothes or do that, they don't get paid for what they're responsible for. That's part of the house. We live here. You don't live here and live somewhere else. You live here. So we don't reward you for what is your responsibility. I never got that. I don't reward you for doing what's right. That's awesome. Because you are going to get the rewards just naturally. But I'm not going to incite you and, and encourage you. And then the day I don't pay you, then it's like, well, I'm not doing it. No, you have to have a heart and a mind to work. So, we have this burden. All right, I hope you all can see me here. This is our burden. So when we, when we say, let's go and join true groups. I'm a member of Word of Truth Family Church. I'm going to join a true group. I am a member of Word of Truth Family Church. I'm going to share. I'm a member of Word of Truth Family Church. I'm going to serve in true kids. I'm a member of Word of Truth Family Church. I'm going to be in, a, in the marriage group. I'm Word of Truth Family Church. I will be on the door greeting. I'm at Word of Truth Family Church. I'm going to serve on the praise team. I'm at Word of Truth Family Church. You know, the tissue will never just be empty and I don't find a way to fix it. I'm at Word of Truth Family Church. If there's a need, I will fill it. I'm at Word of Truth Family Church. I don't just eat. I always make sure that I find an opportunity to give back. This is what we're saying. We're saying, hey, I am like one of those goose. These geese, I am going to get back in formation. I'm not going to just sit here and just eat, 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 and never give. 
I am going to make sure that because I'm part of Word of Truth Family Church, that I am going to be able to undergird the vision. No, we saw before that by ourselves, we cannot do anything. We cannot carry the weight of this great church. We cannot change the city of Arlington if we are just going to sit here and eat. So I want to challenge us today. Where are you going to serve? What are you going to do? How are you going to support the burden? Because when the burden gets on all of us, that same weight, that same thing can withstand the pressure. The pressure. It's not the cup that makes a difference. It's the amount of us that get together. This great burden that we call, let's go and save the lost. Where we know Christ and make him known. When you support this house, when you plant yourself in this house, when you decide that you're going to serve in this house, this is all of us like molecules coming together to build something great. We can withstand any pressure. We can handle the lost coming in. We can go change Arlington, Texas because we are in it together. So what am I saying to you? What will you do today? Where will you serve? Will you sit another Sunday? Will you let next week come and you still don't do anything more? No, that's not this church. That's another church. But at Word of Truth Family Church, this is our house. And in our house, we do what's best for our house. Amen? Amen. Hebrews, I'll leave you with this, says, Hebrews 6 verse 10 says, For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers. How do we show our love for God? By caring for other believers. This is what it says right here. Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts, in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. God is saying, when we care for the believers, when we support our house, when we make sure there's nothing lacking and we have all things in common, when we have common unity, he's saying that what you hope for will come true. Then you and I, will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. We will not become dull and indifferent when we are serving believers and doing what God wants us to do. We'll remain sensitive to the heart of God. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. So my question to you is, what are you going to do about it? We have so many opportunities here for you at Word of Truth Family Church. Some that exist and some that you're supposed to create. There's some of you who have a heart and a call for prayer. Let us do the prayer ministry. Give me a proposal. Let's do it. Let's march on the walls. Let's do it all. Some of you have a heart for outreaches. You know, in the spring, we're going to have a, a, a whole set of outreach groups that you can go down, whether it's a strip club or wherever, you know, and just minister to people. But we can't do that if the house is lacking. If we cannot, if we have to close the, the true kids because you don't want to take care of your children one more day. 
The way we serve at Water Tooth Family Church is usually one week a month or one service a month. It's only an hour and a half a month or maybe three hours a month. You're telling me that we can't find three hours to give God in his kingdom? Impossible. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. Because I personally know just with the TV I watch on Thursday night, I got three hours. Don't let me start with Monday and Sunday night. I have a whole work week by the time I add up my media time. We can do more. What some of us who are doing nothing, today's that day. Your call on the carpet. It's time to get involved. It's time to get involved. Don't think about it, just do it. You may be a perfume maker, it's okay, you can do construction. You may be a merchant, it's okay, you can do construction. You may be a teacher, it's okay, you can teach. Whatever your hands have in your hands, use it for the kingdom of God. And Hebrews promises us that we will get what we hope for. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus for your sacrifice. Today as we celebrated communion, God, we were reminded of the lengths to which you went to show us your love. And so today, God, we come to you saying, in return, we do love you. And though everything is not perfect and we do have trust issues sometimes and, you know, we get frustrated and irritated, at the end of the day, God, we love your church because we are part of your church. And so we commit our hands to work. You can trust us. We have a mind to work. You can send the increase in January when Night of Hope happens. You can send the loss to us, God. You can send those who are in all sorts of manner of life. You can send the discouraged. You can send the broken. You can send those people who are lovable. You can send them here. You can trust us, God, because we're coming together. We can handle the weight. We can handle the loss. We can handle the burden, God. Give it to us, Lord, because we are trustworthy. Let us change Arlington for you, Jesus. Let us change the world for you, Jesus. Amen. If there's anyone out here today.